What's up, men? Welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood. I am not PJ Burner. PJ Burner is actually on a well-deserved vacation, and so I decided to jump back in the studio and have a, a Compass Active takeover. So our new ministry, Compass Active, uh, that we got going on here at Compass, um, it's been going well, and want to spend some time talking to you about that. And I brought one of my uh, great leaders, Paul Kuntzman, on with me uh, to to share just a lot about Compass Active and a lot about his uh, side of the ministry, which is linked cycling. So, Paul, say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing today? Good, good, awesome, Paul. We're glad to have you. So, before we jump in, we're going to get to know you real well today. Uh, but give us a little brief brief intro about who you are. Sure, uh, I'm Paul Kuntzman, and uh, I love hearing when you talk about takeovers because I'm a I'm a Marine veteran, so that gets me all fired up to come in here and uh, take over the studio with you. Um, I've been coming to Compass now for about six years and uh, uh, do uh, the link cycling ministry. Uh, I was in uh, men's Bible study for a while, but uh, had to back off of that because of, um, you know, taking people through partners and yeah. other other heavy, heavy uh, ministry bur- burdens as a as a a word I use, it's it's a joy, but uh, yeah. it, a burden on time, if you will. Um, but uh, I do Awana as a games leader, and uh, do a little bit of gatekeeping here and there as well. Nice. So you're all over the board. You got kids, you got taking th- people through partners, which is our one-on-one discipleship program here at, at Compass Bible Church uh, that we have, and gatekeepers, and yeah, so man, you... You're all over the place. They keep us busy. Yeah, and you're great with the kids. I remember I saw you in there playing with my kids, and I'm like, wait, that's the same guy that's like intense on a bike, and now he's playing with my five-year-old, uh, probably doing a better job than I am, wrestling with him and running around with him and keeping up with him, I should say. So, um, yeah, definitely um, doing a great job in ministry. So, uh, But one thing that you and I talk a lot about, and I think it's, it's uh, relevant to talk about on this episode, is just being active and being in sports and just what, how much of, a, of an open door and on-ramp that can be uh, for the gospel. And, you know, we, our job, again, as Christians, we look at the Great Commission is to go and, and make disciples. And there's a great opportunity to do it, especially here in Southern California, but not, not just here, anywhere. Uh, people love sports. And when we're talking about this audience that we have here, specifically men, Men love sports. Men love being active. They love talking about it. And it's just an easy way to get into a conversation. Um, and so, yeah, what we want to do today is just really be able to, to break down, you know, what we've been doing with active, what we've been doing with link cycling, and then also how, how we've seen that open up conversations for us. And as I mentioned, I'd love for them to hear your story because you have a, quite a quite a cool story just in regards to LinkedIn and how it hits home for you uh, for that. But before we before we get into that piece of it, um, earlier this month, we had the opportunity to have a, a Compass Active uh, kickoff meeting. So uh, just to give you updates on where we've been with Compass Active, um, we started this ministry, and, and Paul will talk to you about LinkedIn because uh, that's an extension of it, and that's been going on a lot longer than Compass Active. But we started in what was that, May, and we were doing some at-home workout videos, and um, God opened up the door for us to be able to be in person in June. So in June, we started to do a few boot camps, we started to do some running and walking events, uh, all, the, all the while linked ministry was, was going strong and uh, doing some rides and stuff on the weekend. But 
Yeah, it, it, it's been going well, and you know some of the gyms have been shut down and things like that, and so we've had the opportunity to do a few things outdoors and get people within our church bought in and excited about it, and then more importantly, even in, in the community, people that are interested to come around. But uh, one of the things that we talked about in our kickoff meeting is, is our purpose and making sure that everybody understands that the reason we're doing this is not to get in the best shape of your life, not to come out and, you know, lose your COVID-19 and uh, expect that to be part of the ministry. But the purpose is this is a means to an end. Um, and you and I talked about that, and we even had a, a, an acronym that we discussed with everybody that was there that was uh, either part of the ministry or interested in the ministry, and that, that acronym was SMILE. And that really kind of opens up the conversations with a lot of people is, is smiling. And so smile, I'll break it down for you real quick. Uh, Paul and I'll go through it is the S stands for see souls. So for us to, as we're working out, as we're talking to people, for us to have the mindset, they're not just a random person that, that we're talking to, right? This is a soul that in a hundred years, they're going to be in one or two places. And we need to be able to see and understand that and understand that there's a reason that they're in front of us today. And so uh, taking that opportunity to get to know them, to open up a conversation, not just let them walk by, but see them as a soul that's either going to be in heaven or hell in 100 years. Right? And then we go into the M, and, and Paul, talk to us about the M, and you can go ahead and take the I as well. Yeah, um, make conversation. I, we think about uh, when, when we're out doing a sport, and we've been, we've been really, really blessed. You think about um, men and their hobbies, uh, the things that we love to do, how better can we be to serve the Lord with our hobby and do the things we do and then honor Him in our hobbies? So when we talk about making conversation, in every hobby that we have, there's going to be a unique entry point to a, a conversation for somebody. We're on a mountain bike, right? We talk about making conversation. Uh, and how do you steer that conversation to God? Yeah. You know, We're out there trying to reach people that are not saved, that don't know the Lord. Um, or people that are professing, profe professing Christians. Yep. Um, we see that all the time. But to make conversation, to see those entry points, we're on a bike, we're standing on the, we're stopping and we're looking at this beautiful canyon that's before us. And someone says, wow, I mean, that's God's creation. Yeah. What an entry point to make conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I've come across people that unfortunately have uh, talked at a wheel and not a good food acronym there, but someone who crashed their bike and they're laying on the ground, they're hurt. Mm. And they say, wow, I just about met my maker. Okay. Yeah. Who's your maker? Right. So there's so many opportunities to make conversation. Yeah. Um, but then there's also just make conversation. Yep. Hey, how you doing? Exactly. It's good to get to know you. And, and can we ride together again? Can we hike together again? Can we, you know, let's get together again and, and try and, uh, you know, start a, a conversation and, uh, and, and a uh, relationship with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And then once you, once you make that conversation, then, you know, start asking questions, right? The next one, the I, is inquire genuinely. So, you know, ask questions deliberately to get somewhere. Like, uh, you know, we might start with, how are you doing today? You might start with, you know, what, what route are you taking? Or how long have you been riding? But eventually being able to ask questions that's going to help you get to the end goal, that, that gospel conversation. And the gospel conversation might not be that time, right? It might not be the second time you meet with them. It, it could be 10 conversations in. It could be that one conversation, and that's where you sort of have to understand that it's not a cookie-cutter approach, but being able to ask questions, get to know them, get to know, 
show that you care about them. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So constantly ask, ask, ask questions. And of course, when we ask questions, what should we do next, Paul? Uh, definitely listen carefully, and it's one of the hardest things for, yeah. for guys to do. Yeah, that's right. Um, sometimes, sometimes you just, uh, you know, people like to talk. So if you do, you inquire, mm-hmm. then listen, because they're going to tell you their story. They're going to tell you, they're going to give you, I mean, if we're out there and our, and our number one goal is to reach people for Christ, then that means we need to be ready to share the gospel. So when we're listening, we can tailor that 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 approach to sharing the gospel with them through what they say. They're right. going to tell us what their story is. Yep. They're going to tell us what's going on in their life. But if we listen, they're going to give us that entry point. Yeah, absolutely. And being able to uh, meet them where they are. It's Again, sharing the gospel, evangelizing is not a cookie-cutter approach of like everybody gets the same exact message. Right. You might have somebody that has heard the message, the seed has been planted, it's been watered, and it, the gospel might just need to be reiterated and shared with them right then. You might have somebody that's not ready for that. Maybe it's just building the relationship and getting to know them first, uh, but you can't do that without listening to what they're actually telling you. Absolutely. Um, And then the last one with all of that is the E, is SMILE, S-M-I-L-E. The E is evaluate the next step. So again, what we've been talking about here is it it might be get to the gospel right then and there because they're pouring their heart out. They're they're realizing this is a church church. event and they they know they need Christ. They've been running and and they they're realizing that they need Christ right then. You might need to get to the gospel then. You might have somebody like we have a lot of times that come out to our events and in the rise that they just want to work out. They just want to hang out with people and the, the the seed is not it's not ready for harvest just yet. And so we need to to either plant the seed or continue to water it and, and get them coming back. And so that's the evaluation piece of it is like where are they at what do I need to do? But and, and again, but when you go back to the listening part, you're going to know where they're at in their life, yep. right? You might have somebody that was invited by a friend, and you listen to them talk, and they're a little rough around the edges, yep. right? You're not going to go right into a gospel conversation with them. Exactly. You certainly want to create that relationship to get you to that point. But going back to the guy that I was talking about that I came upon, uh, came upon crashed upon the trail, mm-hmm. and I had a few minutes. I only had like three minutes with him to talk about, to talk to him. Yeah. And so he heard who Jesus Christ was right. and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And yep. if you tell me that you're getting ready to meet your maker, you better know who your maker is. Exactly. You, be, you better be ready to stand before your maker on his terms, not yours. Yep. Yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. And so that's the SMILE acronym. But at the end of the day, it it's, it's SMILE. Like, we need to be, when we're out working out, uh, the easy thing to do, even if you're going to the gym, like this can be relatable to whomever's listening to this. If you go work out, you're going to the gym, it's so easy to put your headphones in, be in your own world, and sort of give off that vibe of don't talk to me, I'm, I'm trying to get something done. But when you smile at people, it you stand out because it's different. People are like, oh, why are you so happy to be running miles or working out? And, you know, they want to have conversation with you. So going back to smile, remembering that, and then breaking it down, um, when you it, listen to people, you stand out too. Yeah, they're like, wait, you're <laughs> right. going to let me finish my yeah, sentence? Right. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, that's the truth. But again, and even in this meeting, we just we finished it off with the purpose because I think whether you're using this for ministry purposes or whether you're just, again, working out on your own, 
we should remember the purpose. We're, we're here to glorify God in all that we do. And, and one thing, one verse that we ended with uh, in the meeting and that we kept hitting home on was 1 Corinthians 9.23, and it's where Paul is saying, I do it all for the sake of the gospel. Uh, any relationships that I build, um, you know, people that I meet, whatever it is, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might share with them in its blessings. And so, again, a lot of people come out to our events now and they just want to get a, a ride in or, you know, they just want to work out. And that, again, that's fine. But understanding the purpose of the ministry is not just to get people in shape. The purpose of the ministry is for an, to be an outreach, to get people outside of the church, to the church, around Christians, and ultimately to the gospel. And we want to see them in baptismal tanks and, and talking about their testimonies um, in the near future. But it can start with that easy on-ramp of, hey, let's just go work out together. But So that, that that's, again, an update on active. Uh, but, Paul, I want to spend some time talking about you know linked ministry and, and exactly what that is, and uh, then how it was so impactful to you. Because um, your, your story, along with Linked, has a, a direct connection that I think a lot of people uh, would love to hear. So before we get into your story, like, let's just talk about Linked. So if I, if I don't know what Linked ministry is, give me a high-level understanding of Linked and the history. Sure. Um, Linked Cycling is a mountain bike ministry here that uh, was uh, founded by Ryan D'Amato, and uh, a few other uh, of our church brethren here at Compass, but we are simply a mountain bike ministry. We're just guys, Christians on bikes that realize that um, we have an opportunity to reach people for Christ using our bikes as tools, not trophies, yeah. right? We, th- we think about cycling and we think about sports. A lot of that is very ego-driven, yeah. right? And we do that for, for our glory, but it's, it was a, a great transformation that was made to say, how do we reach people for Christ using our bikes as tools, mm-hmm. not trophies, for yeah. ourselves and our own glory? So, um, so Ryan D'Amato, James Aldrich, uh, Ryan Cox, all from our church, uh, who are active mountain bikers in the community, were part of another organization called BOMB, Believers on Mountain Bikes. Okay. But they were really more focused on fellowship and just Christians being together riding bikes. They didn't use that as an opportunity to reach people for Christ. Gotcha. So Link Cycling, we, 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 as we've grown, we've become more ministry-minded, right? There's, there's a purpose for us to be here. God has provided us with health, fitness, the financial means to afford mountain bikes that are not cheap these days, yeah. and just a beautiful area to ride them in. Yeah. So how better and what a better opportunity to reach people for Christ. And as you said, right, we need to S for smile. We need to see souls, Yeah. right? And when we're out there, we used to pray for opportunities to share the gospel. Uh, we, we had a, a Pastor Bobby, one of our, our pastors that has moved on to Huntington Beach, gave a sermon here, and he, he said something, I'll paraphrase, but it was... You know, imagine when you're standing before Christ and he says, who are you bringing with you? Mm. Yeah. That's a powerful, powerful thing to hear. And then you look back, right? And who did you bring with you? Right. So, so we, on the trails, that's what we do. We don't pray for opportunities. We pray for the boldness to share the gospel because every soul we see out there is an opportunity. Yeah. Every right? soul needs to hear it. And you know, sometimes we put that thought in our mind of like, oh, they, they don't want to hear it right now or you know, they look like they're angry, and it's like, regardless of what they appear to be on the outside, every soul needs to hear the gospel. Right. Absolutely Every right. single soul. And speaking of regardless of what they look like on the outside, uh, 
Let's talk about you because you have quite an interesting story just in regards to the connection with your testimony and, and how Link played a big part in that. And uh, so, yeah, what, what I'd love to just talk through as we uh, get ready to wrap it up is your testimony, you know, where you were because in uh, and, and your direct connection with Link because it, it intertwines quite nicely. So talk to us about that. Right, uh, for sure. And um, so, you know, talking about Ryan D'Amato again, and, and one of the reasons as, as the leader of this ministry that I am so passionate about this ministry is because I came to Christ through this ministry. Yeah. Uh, I know that it works. I know that being active and using, it doesn't even matter whether you're, you know, you're running, whether you're riding, whether you're playing basketball, volleyball, here I am just unplugging active as I go, Yeah. right? But but you have every one of these opportunities to share the gospel with somebody who hasn't heard it. And that's what happened with me. So um, uh, it was, I, I think about my relationship with, with Ryan D'Amato, right? And, and I knew him 25 years ago. Wow. Uh, we worked at a bike shop together. And we both come a long way from that from those days, but um, you know he was a Christian, and I I certainly respected that in him. Um, then fast forward to just about six years ago, uh, before I became a Christian, um, I was out training for a marathon, and I see these guys riding by on bikes, and uh, you know there's three or four or five guys in this little pack, and they're all wearing Link Cycling, and it didn't even really register to me other than hearing Demato go, "Hey, Paul." And I hadn't seen Ryan in probably 10 years or talked to him in 10 years and training for a marathon that I'm doing. And uh, he turns back and we start, we start talking and he says, hey, we should go for a ride together one of these days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. And, you know, I knew Ryan back at the bike shop and I knew he was a Christian and I, I respected his faith back then, but that just wasn't for me, right? right. There was, you know, there was at that point in time in my life, I just, yeah, I was a good guy. Right, that's that's what people would describe me as as just this good guy. So um, you know, fast forwarding back again, I'm going to bounce back and forth in time just a little bit. But um, uh, I saw him again on another training run, and he's like, "Paul, we got to go out for a ride again." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, well, we'll do that when I, after I do the I do the marathon." So uh, I do the marathon, I come back, and uh, but you know, during those those training times, I was I was living. Uh, a, a life very aligned with the culture, mm. right? And um, and not just with the culture. I was even I was living a life of sin. I was not a very good husband, although I was married. Yeah. Um, I'll let you guys draw your conclusions to what that means. But uh, I wasn't a good husband. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't an honest and a faithful husband at that point in time in my life. And um, so I ran the marathon and saw Ryan again for a third time. And this is just you know in a matter of a few months. Um, so finally I acquiesced and said, yeah, we'll go for a ride together. And, uh, so we met, we went for a ride and we're climbing this hill up in Whiting Ranch and, uh, here in Orange County. And, uh, it's a long climb and, you know, we look for low hanging fruit when we're out riding to, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. to have these conversations. And, and at that point in time in my life, I was, I was low hanging fruit right. because, uh, <laughs> We were climbing, and I was gasping for air, and, uh, and Ryan just started talking about God. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, great, you know, listening to him as we go, and, and we're climbing and climbing, and he starts talking about judgment. Mm. He talks about being judged for our sins. And, uh, you know, that started to hit me because, like I said, I, just, I, was, I was living a very sinful life at that point in time, yeah. um, even by cultural standards. And... Um, so as we're, we get up to the top of this, this climb and we're standing there, we're sitting there talking and, 
And then he, uh, you know, as he gets through God's judgment, he starts talking about God's love, right? And, and, and the, uh, the price that was paid for our sins. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you, I was just so glad at that point in time that I was wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Big, reflective sunglasses. Because behind those glasses, I was crying. Yeah. And uh, I get all welled up just talking about it now. But I had tears in my eyes as we were talking about it. And, you know, I'm rubbing my eyes. It's, oh, yeah, it's all hot and sweaty out here. And, right. And uh, so we finished the ride. We went down and, and uh, you know, he shares with me, uh, let's, go, let's get together and ride again. And um, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah. Like, we're, never we're, never riding, <laughs> we're, we're never riding again, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, but, but, you know, he planted the seed yeah, right. in, 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 in my life. And uh, so I, we part ways and I continue on my sinful life. Sure. And uh, um, in that, I found myself separated from my wife and living in my truck for a while. And uh, I had a day where I was riding, driving home from work, and uh, I saw a clear path to driving off the road and just ending it all. I was in the, just the darkest place I'd ever been. Yeah. And uh, I literally just pulled over, and I've got four or five really good friends that I grew up with, and I've known them for 45-plus years. I mean, we knew each other since we were knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah. And that's a southern term, by the way. I got you. I was yeah. with you. I knew you. I, I knew you were with me. I don't on that know one. about our audience. Yeah. So like, What's a grasshopper? What's we a... we were small children at that <laughs> point in time. But I've known these guys, and you know they were they were walking me through this this path that I was on towards divorce, and uh, that's what happens when you have attorney friends. No offense to my attorney friends or our attorney audience out yeah. there, but but that's where they were. That's where they were leading. Me. Sure. So I, you know, I, I literally just pulled over and uh, I was just, I was crying. I was calling out just like, I'm, I'm done. I, 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 that pulling over, taking my own life is just not who I am. So that really hit me hard. Yeah. And, and in doing that, um, uh, I, I only had one person that I wanted to call and it was D'Amato. He was the person that was in my phone six months later. Wow. I didn't want to call my five friends who were leading me down this way. And uh, we got together that next day, and uh, we had coffee, and I surrendered my life to Christ and have not looked back since. Wow. And, you know, the fruit of that is, you know, I've been here at Compass, and I really love to serve the Lord. I really love serving in our church. I love our church family, who I don't think I could continue on without. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the rest is history, and the future is sharing that with other people because that was the effect it had on me. Yeah, and that's such a blessing, um, that story, just to hear. And I think there's obviously a, a lot of things we can take away from that story, but just even realizing, you know, those glasses that you talked about, you know, behind those glasses, which D'Amato didn't see, but behind those glasses, you were hurting, you were in pain, you were crying. And, you know, that's oftentimes what we see on the outside when we're sharing Christ with people or, or you know, introducing them to the church, whatever it is, we, we oftentimes see that maybe they're not receptive to it or it appears that they don't care and it's like, whatever, like, it's not a big deal to me. But inside, we just never know how God's working on people's hearts or, you know, that he's already done. And maybe that conversation that we're having is exactly what needs to happen um, in, in that that road to salvation for them. And so we just, we need to stay faithful and stay bold to sharing Christ, not altering, not conforming, not, not bending the message to soften it up a little bit. Sharing Christ as, as faithfully as we should. And God does the work, not us. God does the work. And that was an excellent 
testimony of that by Ryan being faithful to do that and looking at you on the outside, you know, you're probably look like you didn't care. It looked like it bounced right off you, but it obviously didn't. Right. And that's for me now when I share the gospel and I'm talking to somebody, um, I see me in them. Right. Meaning I, I know that, and I'm, I'm prepared to get rejected. Good. Yeah. Right. And exactly. it's, it, I'm okay with being rejected because I don't know what's going on in their mind. I don't know what's going on in their heart. And we're planting a seed. And then six months later, you never know. Like I said, I, I called the motto. He was the only person I could think to call. And that's, you know, that's there for everybody. Absolutely. And I mean, you look at the length of time too. I mean, this was, you know, you working at a bike shop with him, what, 25 years ago or in that period of time. And, um, and God knew that relationship and knew that was going to happen from the beginning. Right. And so it doesn't mean that if we share Christ with somebody today and, uh, they don't respond today. They might they might call you a year later, two years later, three years later, ten years later because of that conversation. And so that's what we need to continue to keep in mind. But excellent story, and uh, love that testimony, and love to hear that connection. And you know, now you look at how linked made an impact in your life, and now you're leading linked ministry. Uh, so praise God for that on how He's able to to use us. But yeah, man, we, we wanted to to take some time to talk to, about active and then talk about linked ministry. But again, it, it's not necessarily about active and about linked. It's about how do we bridge that gap and how do we reach over the wall to those that don't know Christ, that are unfamiliar with the church, and through sport, through being active, through being on a bike, through playing basketball, all those things we talked about today are on-ramps that we can use, means to an end, to ultimately share Christ with people. Uh, but it starts with that smile, it starts with building relationships and getting there. So uh, just for Compass Active and, and Link both, um, if you want to be updated on that and if you're local, uh, we'd love to have you out. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Compass Active and at Link Cycling. And if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, how you can turn your workouts into an opportunity to share Christ, feel free to, to direct message Compass Active or Link Cycling. Paul and I both, uh, between the two of those, are, are hands-on with the messages there, so you can get in touch with us there. But we'll be praying for you um, as you look to even use your workouts and how you are active um, to use that as an on-ramp and a, a low hurdle to be able to build relationships and share Christ with you. 